Hey, hey. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're back for another episode. Here on Clear the Haze. Yeah. <laughs> episode 20 this time around. Yeah, season three, episode 20. That's awesome. We're trucking right along. Right. This is and, nice. And this one's no different. This one is actually very, very cool. Um, we have a, a really, well, I met this guy a long time ago with my friend Christine, as you guys know. But um, I actually had the pleasure to have some really cool conversations with mm-hmm. our guest um, a while back. And I was like, man, I, I want to have this sh- this guy on the show at some point. And I was just like trying to find the scheduling. And for some reason, everybody knows L.A. It's like yeah. if it doesn't work, like you'll reach out and it's like, hey, does this the, these dates work? And they're like, no. And you're like, all right, I'll try again in six months. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, um, but today we have photographer and a good friend of us, of ours, um, yes. Bart Mastronardi uh, yes. here with us. So, hey guys. Hey, welcome How to the show. Doing? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Thank nice. you. Thank you. I just got back from New York, uh, so I'm still a little jet lagged uh, uh, from it. So I spent uh, two weeks in New York seeing my mother, my brother, my goddaughter, and celebrating my 47th birthday. So wow. It's been that's, <laughs> that's an adventure. Every day, every day for two <laughs> weeks. There was not one day of rest. No rest for the wicked. Yeah, mm-hmm. nah. That's funny. Vacation's always like the most strenuous time of everyone's time. Yeah, I kind of feel like you need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell me about it. Sometimes I feel like um it's it's always nice to go though like i feel like yes. just even just going and and riding the plane when you're like on the plane yes, and yes. you're like yeah. i'm a, i'm not going to have to worry about work or like or, or if i do it might be minimal you know it's just like that feeling yeah. of like i'm going to spend time and, and relax right it's so yeah. awesome I love yeah and that. it's a dis, it's a disconnect from the norm so it was good to yeah i i agree i like getting on the plane breaking uh, the routine yep it's <laughs> yeah. like oh this is fun i'm going yeah. somewhere and yeah. while i was in new york i mean i was also working but most of the time i was just kind of seeing everybody but yeah i like the disconnect yeah that's so awesome um so you're a photographer do you f- uh focus on headshots more i know i know you do headshots i know mm-hmm. I, i've seen a lot of your headshots and they come out really really masterfully yeah. which is uh, one of the coolest things about it um you you do a lot of portrait photography correct yes yeah um what is the process of that like if, for people who don't know portrait photography could you explain that a little bit yeah um i mean i i do portraits fine arts and uh do the headshots yes. uh but it's kind of interesting because i when I came out to LA three years ago, uh, from New York, I was just kind of getting started with being serious about photography because I'm a filmmaker and yeah. I've directed uh, two feature films and I produced them and written them and you know they're in the horror genre so I've been fortunate nice. enough for those successes, but they didn't bring a sense of um, financial stability or anything and photography does. And, you know, you got to pay and then it's like, okay, we can work together. And I mean, it's, it's like a job. You go into a store, you buy a product and you get out. So I'm offering a service. Uh, and then what I started to do is I started working on fine arts nudes, mostly on, uh, males. And it just kind of turned into what it's become. And I have now this lucrative business growing. Um, so the process of doing the portraits and stuff is, you know, getting uh, somebody to sit in front of you and offering something that is a bit more stylistic from what I see you as than just anybody can just take a picture because technically anybody can take a picture. You just take a phone and do it. (laughs) But through lighting and lens choices and tone, that's what's going to start and adding your own kind of flavor to it uh, that I think that's what's uh, I think that's where what portraits start to come into. Uh, so for me, I, I, people now start to say that they see a Bart Mastronardi style and which is nice. Cause I'm just like, Oh, okay. I guess I've grown as a photographer. Right. right. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize it. Um, but I, I could see the process happening and more, uh, people are 
becoming clients and more clients have been repetitive clients awesome. uh, for that. And my Instagram has grown. I've never paid for my followers. Uh, I think I'm over like 3000, which is fine, oh, that's you awesome. know, but it's growing and, uh, you know, and being here is a, a part of that. But the process of photography is, uh, one that if you're doing the fine arts and you're doing the portraits, you, you got to bring it. Mm. Headshots are a little different because it's, it's for actors or it's for business people. So you just need some light. Make sure the eyes are beautifully lit up. You want to make sure their faces are nice and smooth and soft and, you know, yeah. you know focus on that. All right. So <laughs> how much of that is in referring to the headshots? How much how much of that is uh, just like your your skill as a photographer and then how much of that is like you know pre prep work like makeup or just post work with your editing and just making things really sharp how how much what's your i guess percentage like 50 50 or uh the pre-production if you're doing um let's we'll talk the fine arts for a second because okay. the fine arts are the bigger ones okay um so with the fine arts if i'm doing a fine art uh that is a process it's yeah. almost it's almost to the point of like making a movie where you got this pre-production production then you got the post right and pre-production is talking to the model or the actor explaining maybe possible themes different wardrobe or if lack of wardrobe sometimes and what we'll be doing and then I start looking for sets and locations I don't work out of my own studio I find different locations or different studios here in Los Angeles or if I'm in New York in New York that yeah. fit the theme that I'm possibly working nice and I'm very I make the model and the actor very aware of what what we're going to be doing yeah then you get into the shooting day and that is really just focusing on the lighting and the positioning and the composition of what the what you want it to look like then I go into post and that's really where the style and I, I guess the artistry kind of comes in there's not much that I do uh, because there's so much that I do in the camera uh, and then if you go percentage wise I would say the bulk of the percentage goes into the production aspect. Mm -hmm. Pre-production tends to be the smaller one, though I'm doing mm -hmm. a lot of the work. But yeah. then the post-production tends to be, you know, um, a bit closer to the to the production end of things. Because then you got to download the footage, you got to go through the photos, you got to yeah. look at all of it, and you're like, which one's going to best represent? Oh, the model looks great here, but you know, maybe you do this, this, and this. And I I don't really work with Photoshop much. I work mm -hmm. with Lightroom. Okay. So much of what you're seeing is done in the camera, and I just kind of yeah. touch things up. Uh, awesome. So if I had to say percentage wise, I would say you know the majority is sixty percent in the production. I would say about probably about 25% is in the post-production and then the other percentage, because I'm really bad with math, is in the pre-production <laughs> aspect yeah. of things. But you yeah. try and equate it, you know, obviously right. if obviously if I need a location, I have to book that. And, you know, I got to call them up and ask them how much. So that might take a little bit more time also. Okay. And then when you're in production, you're just like, okay, now what? Now we got to make this work. And yeah. you go in with an idea, but then you got to, it's like walking into a blank canvas. Mm. So it does, it takes, it's a process. Do you, um, like for you, it sounds like there's so many levels to this too. It's like, it's funny because every single person we talk to, any profession, they're like, nah, there's steps to everything that you're going to get to. And mm -hmm. it's always like a buildup. Um, what is your favorite step? Like the final product, like once you see it, or is there like a certain point where you're like, this is actually a lot of fun. Like I enjoy this, like even editing or what would you say is your favorite part? I really, uh, I really enjoy each of the processes, but I will say that probably the release of it when it's done, yeah. it's the, it's the, it's the christening, it's the birth. It's like, Hey, nice. look at it, you yeah. know? And it's just like, and then you realize, 
I am done. Okay, I can move to the next thing now. Because yeah. for me, it's um, it's like butterflies in your stomach mm. through the whole process. Yeah. You know, right now I have two big clients coming in in June, and um, one is uh, one is really dealing with a serious issue, and then he wants to be photographed in a particular way. So therefore, I handle it differently. Mm. And then one is a very uh, <laughs> one is just a very out there, doesn't really give a shit uh, kind of uh, model. And he, so you you could go with him and you could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so each project's going to bring something different to it. For me, I love working with all the different elements to it. It causes a lot of butterflies in my stomach because you're like, okay, you got to constantly keep thinking of ideas to keep yeah. doing. Right, right. And so when it's released and you look at it, you're like, okay, all right, I, I did, I did well. Like I just released the picture, um, today's Thursday, yesterday of one of, uh, my actors, uh, Samuel Mead. And, um, the photo is, him just sitting in a pink chair and his feet are closer to the camera. He's got like this great wardrobe on, but the tiles of the floor were black and white checkered. But when I shot it yeah. at the studio, the white was so dirty that it took me five hours to clean it up in post-production. Oh. What? So, cause oh I had gosh. to get them all white yeah. again. Uh, but you know, and it took like, I would say it took like a month to kind of get the picture to its finalization of yeah. what I wanted it to be. Wow. So that's they just, do take time. They do yeah, take time. That's a lot of attention to detail. It seems like, I'm yeah, at, yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at the picture right now. Here you go, Willie. You can check it out. It's actually really, really nice. Oh, it's, it's very you. well done. You could tell, like, the detail, the attention, the detail. You're not lying. Like, this is a very, very professional. Like, the guy looks cool, too. He's, like, holding his glasses. He's yeah. got a very nice look to it. I like the chair, the feet closer to the camera. I agree. It, it's it's a really cool picture, actually. This is the latest thing you've done? That's the one that I... Uh, actually, we photographed that... What is this? Uh, May? We, I think yeah. we photographed that in like late March or April. Oh, wow. And I'm just kind of... Between clients and stuff, you get a little backed up. And you don't want to yeah. keep releasing the same photo of the same model because people get bored. Yeah. Um, and Sam is one of my really popular actor models that people really like his photos. And he's so photogenic. Um, so sometimes you back off on a photo. And then I was in New York for two weeks. So I was like, we were going to release it. But I was like, I'm not going to release it. You know, I'll, well, I'm in New York. I got another model. I'll release his photo. Like, it really becomes this. Yeah. yeah. It's a marketing thing. Um, oh, my gosh. Right. Every, every, I feel like everything these days is just all about the way you market it to people. Because in reality, it's like, who's all you're worried about? And I'm not saying worried as in, like, you're I mean, some people do that. But or like it, a concern. And I guess you could say, like, most people's concerns whenever they create something is just like, are people even going to watch it? And, you know, it's it, and, and, yeah. and if you go further, it's like, are people even going to like it? But before you can get to people liking it, it's like, are people going to actually look at this thing? And are, are people going to see it at all? Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the aspects social media works with. And, it, and it's good for that. But then at the same time, it's like the algorithms on all these apps now have just fucked everyone who's up and coming like yeah. if you're not already established as a celebrity or someone who's already known it's very hard to get a footing in and it's just like and i know yeah. people always say that like oh it you know whatever it takes to just get your foot in the door but it's like should it really be that hard to like Even all the way down to the comments where you're just seeing celebrity comments first and then yeah. everyone else like way down right? after that. Like yeah. if you're just some random person who just starts social media today, it could take you 10 years before you're even known in that platform. And it's like that to me is very discouraging. <laughs> but I, I like I, I like to think it's like that's why 
you know people like you uh who do photography and who who do it consistently like i feel like you set kind of a standard for people and like almost a path i would Mm -hmm. say almost like hey you know it is possible look like Mm -hmm. you're saying you are growing which is amazing it's just i think it's just about consistently putting your work out there right you're absolutely right you have to be consistent and Mm -hmm. the work has to have quality look there's many models out there that are shirtless and they got six packs of abs and they're naked half the time but it doesn't make great photos right Mm -hmm. so you want to kind of impress upon how could i make this quality work and have a, an artistic style that comes with it that you want to go back and relook at the photo again. Yeah. Um, so there's a, you'll always have the analogy is like, there's a Starbucks on every corner. You'll always yeah. have a Starbucks on every corner. Uh, but what makes you go to that one particular coffee shop? To, for that particular coffee, yeah. um, which is kind of funny. I don't drink coffee, but you know, <laughs> but it's but it's like you know, you I I learned from the masters in front of me and how they were doing things, and you know, I'm you know, uh, yeah, it is. It's a whole thing. I I don't particularly get into the whole algorithm and stuff like that. I guess yeah. I probably should look at it, but I know enough that. You don't post on a Monday because everybody's getting up for work and I'm one of those people. And, you know, like you kind of you get the feel of it and you know that if you're at a later time, people are probably on. So maybe I am aware of the algorithm, but I'm not I'm not kind of studying. Constrained. Yeah. 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 I try not to do that because then you you kind of you you freeze yourself yeah, from it. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, no, don't release it yet. Don't release it yeah. yet. How about here? I'm usually yeah. I get up at. Each day, I'm usually up by like 5, 5.30 in the morning. I do the social media stuff. If I have something to post, um, I've got it ready to go the night before. Yeah. I usually kind of figure out what I want to say in front. I mean, there's like a whole process to yeah. what you got to do. Oh gosh, and then the hashtags. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, okay, which hashtag is going to help to get it? And then I promote it a little bit. And, yeah. You know, like now, uh, I have a behind-the-scenes guy that comes with me. There's Christopher Rowe Photography, and he's just amazing. One of my closest and dearest friends. So now he comes on because I could afford him now. And it's just like, let's do BTS. So then he goes off, we'll do the photo shoots. He's doing BTS stuff. And then he goes and he edits. Nice. And then he'll show me the cuts. And then I look at the cuts and then we'll go back and forth on notes while I'm working on the photo. And then it's just like, hey, we got our BTS and, you know, look at it. And then here's the picture. And then, you know, like there's always something. Yeah. You got to, you got to kind of, I'm sorry, you got to kind of expand now and, and capture enough uh, attention as possible without selling your soul to the devil <laughs> i was i was actually just about to i, I, I would say without selling out i guess yeah. like do as much as you can without at least uh, maybe it's what's the word it's like um giving up who you are maybe yeah. i i don't know i'm trying to find a certain way to say it but i i 100 percent agree with that I, I feel like a lot of people i mean we we've talked about it before um this idea of like when you turn your work in or when someone hires you to do something it's like you're proud of that work like you're, yeah. you you should put it on the desk with like hey this is my work i'm happy about it um but i feel like that aspect is is harder to do nowadays because of social media and because of the fact that it's like we live in a society where everybody wants to comment on what you're doing or everybody wants to have an opinion about what you're saying and it's like you said right before or maybe um right before this that we started the podcast was which is like everyone has a voice now right every single person can go on twitter and be like i'm gonna go tell the president of the united states to shut the fuck up it's like what (laughs) like 10 years ago you would not have been able to fathom that concept of you go you go on uh even freaking uh what's his name the freaking uh prime minister of japan has a twitter and you're just like what like everyone yeah everyone's getting involved now it's like oh i can directly communicate with my following cool it's so weird it just keeps me strong like there's no like myth or fantasy to me 
I'm right there and yeah. accessible. It's, it's, it, social media has definitely become a platform for everyone, and that yeah. includes all personalities. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that includes every personality under the sun. And it's just like I said before, it's it's an opinion. Yeah, and it's not fact. And um, what people do is they base their opinions based off of the facts. But it's like a lot of people misconstrue stuff. Yeah, and um, so I try not I try not to read into a lot of that. Um, I've gotten some nasty comments or I've gotten some comments that, you know, have just been very nice and you just say thank you right. uh, and just like, okay, you know, but I try and focus only solely on the work. I'm very happy that people like the work or they give it hearts and they do comments and I want that because, yeah. you know, you want people to kind of appreciate the work. That's what I make it for. So you could, yeah. you could do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, people have this uh, and I kind of find the, the real nasty people, uh, the ones that half the time, they're just not really doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're more upset about the fact that you're doing what they want to be doing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, like people are just, you know, people will say to me, it's just like, well, they're upset. And I'm just like, well, then let them go do it. Yeah. Like I put hours into this, this work, like, and it's just me being me or the client coming to me saying, I like you work enough that I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that says a lot about me and that says a lot about what it is that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, work is work. And you know, it's, I, when I made my two feature films, my first feature film vindication, mm-hmm. it was a four year process wow. and I worked four jobs in order to make that. It was all out of my wow. pocket. Yeah. I got, it was fortunately, Clive Barker came aboard, Haram Ator, Clive Barker put his name to it. Nice. That's like four years. I was sweeping floors. I was teaching a full-time uh, teaching job, part-time teaching job. I worked at GNC. Wow. I was sweeping the floors there. I mean, GNC, name it, I was doing it. Yeah. And then on the side, when I was having other time, I was photographing other people or making independent horror films as a cinematographer. Yeah. And then on the, then I would block the paychecks out on a calendar and then call my actors up and say, hey, next month, this is what we're going to do. It's work. I don't have time to listen to, well, I think this. I don't care what you think. Right. Like if I because if I cared what you thought, it maybe I probably wouldn't do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I if you like my work, great. If you don't like my work, that's fine. You know, I, I'm just still going to keep doing what I have to keep doing. Right. Yeah. Right. You You're know, I do what I have it. to do. Do you yeah. do you feel a sense of like um like you're then <laughs> this is kind of funny when I say it out loud because this is how I feel sometimes it's like every step that you're doing now is almost like I'm just I'm on I'm on my destiny path at this point yeah. right like mm-hmm. I've I know what I'm doing every day is getting me closer and I know there's going to be an outcome at the end where it's like someone's going to finally be like yo whoa like this guy did something very different or this guy's like amazing you got to go to him because Believe it or not, it does happen in this city. And like you were saying before, it just takes time. Like it takes time for you to for enough people to to either see your work or hear it or whatever so that enough people go this these guys are worth giving our attention to or hey look, yeah. people should see this guy's work cuz it, it it is really really good, yeah. you know? And it's just what is I, I it's funny because our friend joel has gotten to the um he's very very smart with marketing especially social media he's he's told me many times like oh i can make something go viral on facebook in like a couple of moments and uh-huh. i was like i need to speak to him yeah what's <laughs> right? up? And, and, and i tell him i'm like how do you do that and he goes oh it's just because of the people i know and i know where to post it and i know who to talk to about posting it and I, and they'll say okay well i'll post it on your page if you post it on my page then next time i want to post something i can post it on your page mm-hmm. so it's a lot of a switch off kind of like that mm, mentality like of like shout my out back I'll yeah scratch yours yeah. yeah so it's just kind of like it's all a team effort 
Yes, you it know, is. Yes, and it is. and it, and it's one of those things. Like even even as you're saying with Chris, it's like and and Chris is a lovely guy. He really is. But um, just the idea that you guys collaborate and it's like always collaboration, like all the time. Like people, I remember when when Vine came out and YouTube first started, everybody was like, "Collab with me, collab." And the reason they were doing that is because it was like that's how you open yourself up to a new yeah. set of of fans or yeah. a new market of people. It's like you if you never if you're just sitting there all the time like I'm gonna do it by myself. Sure. You could make it, but it might take you way longer than if you got a, a friend that is like, "Hey, I'm also doing photography. Right, we can help right. each other, learn That's from each other." That's how we got King Batch. That's how we got King Brittany Batch. Brittany Ferlin brought King Batch, and he started doing his own videos, and then he became the number one Viner. Yeah, and then she kind of like had oh, this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, what people don't realize is that you're actually not doing it by yourself. Yeah. Like, so in order for me, so. Even as a photographer, you could say, yeah, but you could just, you know, photograph, you know, the street. I'm just like, okay, but I need the street and I need the camera in order to do that. So mm. therefore, I'm not doing it by myself. Right. Canon had to make the camera for me and somebody had to build the city for me and then I have to have the vision in order to do it. So I'm not really doing it by myself. Yeah. I'm working with elements that all come together and then I just happen to be the person that wants to capture it yeah. and I see it in a way in which it tends to work. So it's always a collaborative process, whether it is through people or it is through um, um, tangible material that's out there. It's it, everything is designed to work. Yeah. The couches that we're sitting on at this moment talking like somebody had to design the couch in order for us to sit on the couch in order for us to sit. Right. So, mm. you know, it's like everybody's doing their job. But if we're not doing our job, then nothing is moving forward. Mm. So in order for these photos to exist, I have to initiate myself with the camera, with the model, with the hair person, with the location, with the lighting, with yeah. the Photoshop, with the light room. Like, and, like it's, it all works yeah. together. But yeah. we as people choose to either A, we do it, or B, we sit and just kind of talk about do doing it. it. Talk yeah. about doing it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah, and talking doesn't really do much. It, it, it offers information and it helps us lead to it. But ultimately... You have to make choices because choices lead to your confidence levels to be much better. Right. It, now, does that, sorry, no, the, no, go ahead. but to, to continue with the collaboration process, does mm -hmm. that continue through the choosing of your photos or do you exclusively decide this is the photos that we're going to go with? If the, the, if I, uh, it depends on the client. Um, if it's my own creative stuff, then I'm the one choosing. If okay. it's, if it's, a, if it's something that the client and I have are working on together, yeah. I will always offer the, the opinion, but if they'll, because they're paying for it, then I'll say this and then I'll offer this. So okay. it does become a bit of a collaborative process. Nice. Um, the one thing that they know is that, uh, once I get into the editing suite, I'll do little stuff that they ask for, but then I go overall and then you're getting what I do. Right. That's why you're hiring me because you're hiring me for me. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the look that I kind of give. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but yeah, the, the, the collaborative process does continue. Work. That makes and sense though. I, and I like to collaborate with people because you know, I want them involved and the more involved they are, uh, the more I think that they feel comfortable with it also. Mm -hmm. And you know, and the, the, I think by collaborating, you're giving other people the chance because they might bring something that I'm not seeing. You know, um, you know, and that's always a good thing. Mm. They'll do something without even realizing it. And it's like, okay, they, okay, great. Hold that right there. An actor or a model will do something. And I'm just like, ah, perfect. Because you can't live inside your head all the time. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of let it out and let the model do, let the light do it, let the yeah. hair and makeup artist do it. Mm. 
do you um so are you full-time photography now are you is that like your main full-time thing or i i know you're also doing um new york film academy yeah so i teach at new york film academy i am a full-time teacher i teach uh cinematography i teach lighting uh and then the photography business has been moving along so much that they're almost neck and neck to the point that it's getting super busy for me i actually had to hire an assistant now wow uh so it's like okay hey could you (laughs) could you just file these for me now where it used to be like i'd come home from work and i'd have to upload them and then it's like i just want to go to bed yeah. um, now it's just like hey once a week come in just organize all this for me uh, so they are getting neck and neck together so um, I have abs- my social life is like literally no social life <laughs> that's why it was so hard to get them on the show man yeah. I mean, we, tried, we tried to plan this we did, um, we did. and then it was like yeah. literally scheduling comes up I literally have a scheduling book wow. like I don't do it on my phone I have a book that I have to write they laugh at me at work because it's just like oh there's, there's the doctor book again <laughs> but it's literally written out and I am booked all the way um, to September as of wow, right now. Congrats. Wow, congrats. Wow. Thank yeah. you. And but, you're bi-coastal, so... And I'm bi-coastal, so I literally just spoke to two people today, and they're like, when are you coming back to New York? So I'm coming in for a weekend in September. Can I have a you know a photo session with you? So I'm just like, wow. all right, let's figure this out. Give me like, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. I just got back from New York, so like, give me some days. <laughs> we got breathe, some time. Man. Yeah, <laughs> kidding, man. yeah, that's the... I think it's funny when you come back from vacation, the first thing you do is like, you open up your suitcase, but you don't like take anything out. You just leave it there. You're like, all right, my stuff is there. I'll put it away tomorrow. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually didn't do that. I came home on Monday, opened up the suitcase. I put everything away. <laughs> and I literally then took out the scheduling book and I'm like, okay, I got to get back to work. But Bart, you know, Bart, you're not everybody Bart. does that. Bart, you're different. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, there's something a bit wrong with me. I know there is. People no, call it a workaholic. I'm yeah. like, I'm not a work. No. I'm not a workaholic. It's just, I love, I swear to you, I'm not a workaholic. I love what I do. Yeah. Not everybody gets to wake up and have their bills paid by the things that you love to do. Mm. You know, for, mm. ma- for many years, I, you know, I didn't enjoy what I did. Yeah. Uh, for many years, it was a lot of struggle and there's still struggles. You know, everybody's got a struggle and it's not all that easy because you're trying to make a life out of it. Right. Yeah. But I'm fortunate to wake up and work with people and get to know people who are part of the community within art, within the film industry and stuff. I mean, I, you know, I live my life that way. My, I don't know anybody from the industry growing up as a kid. Uh, my dad was a police officer. My mom was a hairdresser. Wow. They're, you know, Italians from Italy and they moved into Brooklyn and then from Brooklyn, they just, you know, moved a few blocks over to Queens. Mm. Um, and you know, we kept that, you know, Italian heritage going and it was that you, you worked and you worked and that's it. And you made your pension and that's it. You don't, there were no such things as you live your dream. It's like, what the hell was that? And then I, you know, that's why it's a dream. That's why it's a dream. Exactly. You know, it's nice. Go back to bed. You know, I remember, you know, saying I want to be a filmmaker and, you know, I want to direct movies and, you know, work in the industry and stuff. And my parents would be like, no, you know, just be a teacher, take all the city jobs. Like you'll be safer. And and I, I said no, because I knew innately it made me very unhappy. Yeah. Uh, so it, I just did what I had to do. Uh, and that just, and you know what, when you listen to yourself and you believe in what it is that you're doing and there's a, it's a big road, you know, it's like this mountain that you have to climb Yeah. or this big journey, what I call as an odyssey, you got to sail your ship in that ocean and that ocean gets choppy and it gets stormy and it's yeah. a tsunami and you, you got to learn how to ride that boat cause it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. Snap. I think one of the and not to get dark, but uh No, that's alright. One of <laughs> Have you seen my work? <laughs> but one of the like a long time ago, Willie was one of the first people to tell me this. It kind of blew my mind actually. He was like, We all die alone. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
fuck <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh that's i mean it's a it's a it's the realest thing you could tell someone it's like hey man at the end of all this it's like you go on your time i go on my time yeah right? yeah, yeah. Uh, who was it gary v i love gary v yeah. and somebody he was in a cab i remember this one and the, the guy goes gary if you have to give me three words in advice what would you say he goes you're gonna die and i was like <laughs> boom that is like the best piece of advice yeah because we all think that we're gonna last forever you're not you're not no. and i i, I have not to get too depressing or no, too no, dark. No, ahead, I have buried more than enough young people and I have seen my father go from cancer and I'm dealing with issues right now with friends. It is heartbreaking. So when I wake up, I am very healthy. Uh, yeah, we all have our demons and we just have to learn how to quiet them down or feed them yeah. uh, enough that they shut shut up. Yeah. But I, I could sit here and say that I'm, I'm fortunate. You nice. Know, yeah. you know, but there are others that don't. How long did it... Um did it take you from the start of your career to now to where you're like saying, Hey, photography is becoming almost a full time. Like this is my only job. If I wanted it to become that, how long did that take? So, uh, I started, so I started out as a filmmaker. I started out as an actor and, oh, okay. uh, I've worked with De Niro. I've worked with Billy Crystal. I've done commercials and stuff. And this then <laughs> <laughs> I, it wasn't really for me. I mean, I do like being in front of the camera. I think it's fun, but I, come from the New York theater and I, you know, I was uh, trained yeah. in the New York theater uh, and I went to HB studios and I studied method and, you know, I, I get very serious about my work right. uh, and the, the approach that I do to it, including in photography. Um, and I started that and then I got into filmmaking and I started making short films and then uh, it took four years to make my first feature and then that became a success. And then it took another four years for my second feature film, which dr pulled in celebrities that I grew up watching wow. from the horror industry. It's like my best friend, Adrian King, Amy Steele, Caroline Williams, Debbie Roshan, all these great people. And then my producing partner, Alan Rokelli, we just got together and we just started really making all this stuff. And then the movies didn't give a return financially and I was left with debt. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I love making movies, but if you're going to pay me, then I'll do it more. So yeah. I was directing a lot and um, people were paying me. But again, it wasn't enough. And then being a cinematographer, uh, I was like, well, you know what? I, I really like photography and I really kind of want to take pictures. And let me start working on this. Yeah. And I took the love of filmmaking and I applied it now to photography. And it just increased each year. Uh, wow. So what has happened now is that photography has become such a joy and such a passion and such a love that I live literally live and breathe it every single day of my life. Wow. Uh, and it, you know, like it fascinates me. And if I'm not doing the photography, I'm teaching and that, so I'm, I'm, I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, eventually we'll see how far photography is going to go. Cause I do have ideas within the next five years for my goals to be set. Nice. Uh, so the photography has taken literally over my life okay. and now I'm, I'm, now I've gotten so much into printing that I love print. And I gave, uh, as a matter of fact, Samuel, a print of one of the photos that we did. And I framed it and I had it bordered. And I was like, oh, there's nothing like seeing you work in print. I remember the mm. first time right here on uh, right off Hollywood Boulevard at Artist Corner. Yeah. I have my first gallery showing of uh, my work. And I was wow. just like, and I wasn't even here like two years in Los Angeles. I had a gallery showing. That's awesome. And I'm yeah. just like, That's how awesome, the yeah. hell does this happen? But again, it was the work. Literally within 90 minutes, one of my four foot photos framed beautifully this woman comes in with her husband she looks at the picture and she goes yeah that's going on. i know exactly where that's going and it's just like boom that literally paid for the whole uh gallery wow and then i've had yeah. one two so i've had total of three gallery showings already uh and i have clients that come in i've had clients yeah. from australia 
come in to hire me for the particular work. Wow. Well, you gotta let us know when the yeah. next gallery is because that sounds. I we love we love going to events. <laughs> we just love going to things. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, our very first episode was broadcast from a gallery. Yeah. Oh. Gallery. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. So. We love all of those events. If you have one coming up soon, just let us know. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely um, promote it as much as we can. Yeah. Let people in LA know, like, hey, Bart's having a gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> no. But I, I wanted to ask. Uh, yeah. So some people, everyone has a different opinion on this, but I wanted to hear yours. When it comes to photography, do, what do you think is more important, your tools or your skill? Oh, uh, good question. Um, the most important, so you are the most important thing, uh, because tools are just made to kind of refine what it is. Obviously both have to go hand in hand. Yeah. What I find is sometimes filmmakers and photographers just getting started, they become what we call as, you know, um, uh, equipment porn or something mm. like that. You got to have everything. Yeah, you got yeah. It's not enough. And you realize like the most important thing is the camera that's in your pocket. Yeah. So right now, if I want them to take a picture, I don't have my Canon 5D Mark IV mm-hmm. and I don't have my great lights with me, but right. I do have my iPhone 10 with me. And I know that's going to help create a film, picture. And with the skills that I have, I know how to kind of control the light or I know how to, how close I could get in with the, with the, with the lens that's attached to it. Yeah. So the two have to come hand in hand. Um, it's like looking at a Michelangelo's statue of David. Yeah. You know, like his skills are there, but it took the tools to go into the marble. Mm. And, you know, they asked Michelangelo, you know, how did you get the stat? You know, how did you create it? He goes, yeah. well, David was always in the stat in the marble. I just had a chisel each day to get to him. Ooh. You know, and like you that. realize like, yeah. you know, you, you need the tools. They have to work hand in hand. It's like a, it's like a musician who plays the guitar. You need the guitar to play it. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, a painter. You need the canvas and the paints to do it. And then you'd make your choices. Do I want oil or watercolors or do I want pastels and which brushes do I want? You yeah. know, so as an artist, uh, you have to learn how to work with your tools in order to do it. If not, you're just going to be talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So it's very <laughs> intersectional. Like You can't yeah. have one without the other. No, you have to. Like a singer, in order to sing, you have to have the vocal range. Right, right. You know? I mean, we could all sing. I don't think you want to hear me sing. But, <laughs> you, know, the, the, you know, like you New listen hits. to... From Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would feel so bad. The, the dogs would be howling if they heard me. <laughs> That's, um, I, I did want to just move past photography for a second yeah. and ask you about your own personal journey. Yeah. Um, just like, how long have you been living in LA now? I literally just, it turned three years on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Oh, so this is, yeah, this, so been this is three years. Three years. Wow. Yes. That's, a, that's a, yeah. I'm, I'm almost there as well. I feel like, those first couple of months when you first get here are a little tough, um, at least just because you're transitioning into a new place. But between the time that you got to Los Angeles, do you feel like it's been more beneficial for you to be here? Or do you feel like you faced bigger challenges than when you were in New York? Or what what has that been? So like? New York, uh, look, I love New York City. That's my home. Um, my family's there. Everybody's there. Uh, and it's New York City. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not like Long Island and I'm not upstate New York. I'm literally Brooklyn, Queens nice. and yeah. Manhattan. So I'm like a New Yorker and I'm an Italian New Yorker. Nice. Yeah. And... New York probably is a New York is a very tough city to live in because it's a very fast paced urban jungle, basically. Mm-hmm. And you you either 
you got to move. And yeah. if not, you're just kind of left on the floor. And it's a great city and people are very friendly. It gets this harsh reputation. But New York is a city that has focus. And if you don't focus, that city will sink real fast. And you've got Wall Street and you've got Broadway and you've got movies and you've got schools and universities. And like people from all walks of life come to New York City. It's the one of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah. So I was taught in the greatest city in the world how to live. So when I made the decision to move to L.A., this was pretty easy for me. Now, the hard part was moving away from everybody, from that comfort zone right. that I was so accustomed to. So anything happened, mom, you know, <laughs> an Italian mother is not going to help yeah. her kid. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You, know, so, <laughs> you know, Christmas and New Year's and Easter and, you know, holidays and birthdays. Everybody was there. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I wasn't going to my full potential and I think the only way that you can become your full potential is you got to walk out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and I have been back and forth between LA and New York for like four years prior to my move out here so I mean I have a lot of friends who are family out here to me and then mm -hmm. uh, we you know then my second feature film premiered out here and then you know I started teaching out here and then I would always go back you know I would come out for the summers and then I'd go back to New York and then I came out here one summer and I remember going back to New York and I was like, I just don't want to go back anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I love it, but I love out here. I love the mountains and I love the hiking. Yeah. Right. So when I made the transition over, um, I literally packed my car and I drove for five days out here and I did that on my own. So I drove cross country from New York to Los Angeles. Wow. So the fears that you make are, you know, it's, you always go through these uh, waves of emotion. And I remember when I moved to LA and I had gotten here and I got into my apartment and it's like, Oh my God, this is great. Yes. Yes. And then like, yeah. you know, two months later, like, what did I do? <laughs> and then you're just like, I miss everybody. Maybe, maybe. you're like, you question everything. And mm -hmm. then, you know, but you know you made the right decision and you're going to make it work. And right. you know that, wait a second, um, I have a job. So there's an income coming. I just got to make sure the rent's paid and there's food. So, all right, I don't need to eat like a big steak dinner. But, you know, McDonald's will suffice for a while. Or PBJ. Yeah. You know, and you, you do. You learn to work on it. I will say the hardest, the hardest part about Los Angeles for me was, I would say, last year. Uh, because that was the toughest time because I was dealing with friend's suicide and then the financial loss of the films which caused the debt to happen now fine you know now everything is fine yeah but you know you go through that and yeah. you know um the debt hit and it literally was one week from each other very close friend took his life the the week after that like the notice came in it's like hey your, your movie bombed and they got to pay everything back. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And you go through those really moments of those dark times. And um, there were moments where you're just like, should I? Should I, I questioned everything. I was like, I, if I go back to New York, it's like walking with my tail between my legs. And I was just like, nope. My grandmother picked her three kids up from Italy, left my grandfather, got onto a boat and stood in the bowels of the boat with three children, my mother and my two uncles, wow. moved to Brooklyn, New York without anybody, yeah. did not speak English and made a living as a seamstress in those factories. Wow. And then six months later did her dad and her brother and family start to come. So I'm just like, you got it, Bart. This is pretty easy. Yeah. You know, this is not, you know, look, I, I always read biographies and stuff or autobiographies of people that have gone through traumatic experiences. You know, uh, look, I, I'm I'm here, you know, and uh, it's like you, you know, uh, you got to make it work. It's, so there are moments where it's working. There are moments that are it's not working, but that's life. Yeah. Right. You know, there, there are moments where it's going to work and moments that it's not going to work. You know, it's um, 
you know, it, it is what it's going to be, but it's been, I call it an odyssey. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people, it's it, journey is a part of this bigger thing that I call the odyssey. Yeah. Um, and I took it from Homer, uh, and, uh, it's been quite a journey, but it's mine. Yeah. And I look at it each day and I'm just like, okay, this is mine. What are you going to do today? Well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I mean, I never thought at 47 years old, I'd be living in Los Angeles, my work actually paying for everything that it does, meeting the people that I have met, working with people that I have, having two feature films, invited to Comic-Con to speak as a guest speaker. Oh, like, I cool. mean, you know, nice. drive across the country. Like, yeah. I mean, I've gone through up and down like everybody else. And you're just yeah. like, but it's it's my odyssey. Mm. Yeah. And I'm creating that. And it's going to come with a lot of hardships. And the thing is, when you hit those hardships, you don't internalize that. You have to talk to your friends that you trust. Right. And you know that if you go home, you got to come back. Mm. You know, all right, so you go to New York. You go back to New York, you come back. But New York is vacation now. Yeah. You know, it's a place to go visit and then I come back here because this is home to me now. I what I love about Los Angeles is that this is mine. New York, I was born into that. But this is this Los Angeles is mine because it is a decision that I made to come here and I made to make a living out of it. Yeah. Um and I was just I'm just very fortunate to have that. Now I work my ass off. Yeah. Like like there's nobody's business. Um but but I, I don't know anything else. So I don't know how else to do it. Like if they, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, they're like, God, you do so much work. I'm just like, well, how do you think the bills get paid? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the reality is the bills have to get paid. Yeah. You know, the, the rent's got to get done. The rent is due Saturday. Like, how do you think this happens? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, as long, yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah otherwise exactly. the landlord's just like, Hey, you know, you know, uh, yeah, you got to pay today. It's yeah. just like, oh, that looks really cool. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, pay for it. Right. I feel like that's the one thing as an adult that the only thing you you have to worry about. At like first priority is always like, do I have the rent for next month? And yeah. then after that, it's like, okay, now I got some wiggle room to do other things and I can worry. I don't have to worry about that so much. Yeah. But I feel like that one thing is so hard for people because it's like you either have to come out to LA with already some money saved. Yeah. You can't just come out here and be, unless you have friends. Like yeah. for example, I have my, I had my brother, which is awesome. Huge blessing. Um, and I had friends like Willie and right. But if you don't have stuff like that, if you don't already have like pre-established connections or you don't have savings or something, it's very hard to try system. to start. You know, I mean, I, and look, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just a single man. Yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine moms with kids or single dads with mm. kids Ooh. or oh my god three kids know, and a mortgage right. and so i'm like how the hell do you do that <laughs> but you know it's it's that you know it's that fight for survival yeah, yeah. it's that mode that you know even animals have it's yeah. just like nope i'm gonna protect what i have to protect and i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do yeah and you get into that mode and it's you know I, it is what it is it's uh i mean it's a fun it's fun i mean i have yeah. my moments trust me but uh it's a lot of fun you know i, I didn't think the adventure it's an adventure. Yeah. yeah that's a fact. It's an adventure. Cause by the time I'm dead, I want to have like, I, c I could just like, there's that great song by one Republic. I lived, Yeah, you know, when it's all over, oh, I yeah. lived. Okay. I lived. Yeah. That's fine. I I, you welcome it at that point. Cause it's like yeah. no regrets, no regrets, yeah. you know, yeah. love, uh, relationships, yeah. uh, friendships, uh, the people you work with, the photos that I leave behind, you know, it's like you, it, you lived and it's right. like, I want to live to as, as much full potential as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned that, you were a first generation uh, American citizen in your family. Yes. Um, so your your mom, she came through Ellis Island. Yeah, I believe she did. Yeah. Wow, that's that's like historic right there. Yes, it is. You you people are still coming via yeah. Ellis Island. That's awesome. It, it's 
it's a beautiful country yeah. uh, filled with I mean the, the reason why the country exists is because of the immigrants that yeah. helped yeah. in building it and the pride that those immigrants had or continue to have in their culture um, you'd had the pockets you'd have the Irish and then you'd have the Italians and then they didn't mingle yeah. and then the, uh, the then there was the northern Italians with the southern Italians and they didn't mingle and yeah. so, you know everybody has their issues with their own particular you know cultural identity um, the thing that I always found sad was because um, I grew up in such an Italian household yeah. when my cousins kind of grew up they would move out to like Long Island and oh. they wouldn't continue that and then I said oh you became white so, because <laughs> so, <laughs> you lose cultural identity, and that's what to me white means. You've lost your cultural identity where you don't identify as Italian or Irish. Anymore. Yeah, you yeah. only identify as like a white person, and I'm just like, what the fuck does that mean? And yeah. that's funny you say that because that it, it, part of the the thing was, oh, white people hated on Italians and Irish. Yeah. And then black people came around and those people became white. Yes. So it was like, yeah. What happened was if you do the study of the, the surveys, I think yeah. it was the 1960s that because there was such an influx of Italians, Jewish people and Irish, such an influx, they stopped. They originally had them as Italian, Irish and I think Jews, they called them. Yeah. And then you had to pick which category you were. I love that one. And then there were so many of them. They just said, "Man, ah, you know what? You're white now. Yeah, and wow. I'm just like, whoa, wow. hey, okay, so now I'm white. Yeah. So yeah. it's very interesting, like, how things, you know, work. So essentially, we just got lazy. We're yes, like, we did. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> we got lazy because there were just too many. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, my friend's great because she's like a mixture of so many things. So she'll check off like five boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it's funny because I, I was just thinking about it now. It's like, why don't we just, when people ask us, like, oh what are you we should just say like well i'm american right because then that just kind of like takes away all the problems of like what kind of race are you because yeah. i remember one of the first i think it was the very very first episode of this podcast we did um we talked about how like even before you say a word people look at you right mm -hmm, and that by looking at you they're observing everything about you your face your eyes your mouth your lips your your hands your feet your clothing your hair like your ears and all they're going to do is it's not it's it's this moment of like it's not necessarily judgment. It's observational, completely yes. observational. Yeah. But through that observation, for some reason, that observation people make leads them to form this opinion that is completely biased. And, and there it, goes that yeah. opinion yeah. Yeah. not based off of fact. Exactly. And, and it's and it's this thing where I, it, it's funny because if you were just to fix that concept of like you don't have to form an opinion based on just looking at someone. You can just see people as an observation. Right. You take away the opinion mm -hmm. of it. You could completely get rid of racism. Like, They're basically deducing how serious to take you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. the, it, like, honestly, because you look at a homeless person, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going whatever. Whatever they may say to me, I'm not really going to give it any merit. But yeah. then you see someone in a tuxedo run up to you and you're like, Who's what that? does this person want? Yeah. yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Could be like a serial killer, pull out a hatchet. But <laughs> who knows? You stopped because of your outward observation. So. Mm. That is I, I, that is exactly right. Because it's like, um, it's funny that you say tuxedo. Because when I was going to this event, I, I literally bought the jacket and I wore it straight to the event. And I was like on Hollywood Boulevard outside the place. And like, I'm wearing a full tux. And people yeah. are like looking at me like, who's this guy? Yeah. And yes. I'm just like, I'm an, I'm nobody to you. Right? Like <laughs> no, our lives don't coincide. We're never going to talk to each other. But it's interesting because you'll see a lot of random things like that here in LA. At least on Hollywood Boulevard. I remember one yeah. time I was taking an Uber to work, 
and then Edward Scissorhands was just walking <laughs> on next to me, and I was just like, it's like ah, that is so strange, or like the clown from It, and it's always funny because it's like you see it in New York as well, where it's like people would mm-hmm. dress up and try to take pictures, but it's like sometimes that's all people got, you know, that <laughs> it's it's yeah. all people can do. Like yeah. you said, it's like that's all they know, yeah, and so. It, I feel bad for the fat Spider-Man down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? He's, yeah, he's, he's so dirty. I'm like, I can't believe uh, people let their children get near this guy. Right? But, oh, my God, yeah. no. I would be like, uh, no, thanks. Yeah. Well, it's 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 become a, like, it's 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 weird to walk down Hollywood Boulevard sometimes because it's so touristy um, that people try to take advantage all the time of these tourists. And you see that anywhere you go as far as vacationing like we've when when we were younger we went to egypt and you you're standing right next to right next to the pyramids of giza oh my god and there's gorgeous and there's people there who are like here's a gift here's a gift gift and it's a little sphinx right oh gift gift and then as soon as you grab it they're like pay now pay pay pay." and then you're like what i thought it was a gift they're like no 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 look i give you this one as gift you pay it for this one and it's like <laughs> how does that work it's like I, how about you just step off and go back so i could enjoy the sphinx yeah, right now right? that's that's exactly what i was like can you just let me enjoy the fact yeah, that i'm just, in the yes. pyramids like yeah. anybody any, anything to make a dime anything yeah, to make exactly. a buck yeah, yeah it's just like let's and you know let's it's marketing yeah my automatic assumption is that you have a lot of money you're gonna give it to me like, yeah nah. that's exactly what people not do. when you scam me maybe if <laughs> yeah. you were just like this is five dollars i would be like all right yeah it's not like, too don't bad. be like here's a gift and, and then, if i want it i'll ask you for it right, know, right? <laughs> it's just this mentality of like I, I think it's a part of that um survival nature where they're just like if i don't sell enough of these then i don't have money to go survive yeah right? and that that's yeah. a desperate form of trying to make a dollar mm. and you know you got to do the work first and if you're doing it really well the money's going to follow in on that yeah you know but if you're desperately acting for the money then you've already established that i lack money therefore you're not going to have the money Mm -hmm. but if you establish hey the quality of work and i got to focus on this then that is what's going to generate the income to come in yeah you know it's just understanding it's really reverse Mm -hmm. like in order for you in order for the podcast to exist you have to keep putting out great quality show which will then increase your audience yeah but if you're looking to get the audience first that's going to be the tough part because yeah. you've not given them the quality of the work right so it goes back to what we're talking about with social media and instagram and the photography it's just like do the work do it to the best of your abilities give them quality because they're going to come back to it and that's going to build whoops it's going to build <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know your 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 audience base where the other yeah. person is just like hey i got a sphinx for you guys are going to be five dollars and it's like yeah no dude you're, you're like a little too desperate that's, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like actors when they they don't get parts and i know i'm going to get like really in trouble for this <laughs> but it's like when they don't start getting parts they start getting naked on instagram because it's just oh, like hey yeah. i need followers and i need the attention really bad and yeah. it's just like so look at i'm naked and then people are just like, yeah, but Bar, you take pictures of naked people. I'm just like, yeah, but that's an art form that I do, right. and I'm not desperate so for it. But that's a whole other argument I'm sure going to get in trouble <laughs> no, for. No, no. That, that's the reality. No, that's, that's the reality yeah. of it, exactly. Am I right? Yeah, okay. No, like we've no, no. all been out here long enough to know and see how people really, truly are just... I have no other option, but I look good enough to be naked. So, well, it's, it's funny because you'll see like, it won't be full nudity. It'll be like, I'll be wearing a bikini, but it'll be like, or, or they'll be wearing like, um, the, the thing that the, the sheet from their bed yeah, and they'll yeah, be covering yeah. themselves slightly, or it'll be like, you'll see like certain things. And you're correct about this because those pictures will get more likes than a picture yeah. of a girl smiling or a guy yeah. smiling. Or it's yeah. just like, Anything that it pushes sexuality and yeah. sensuality yeah. together is is very much more appealing to people because I feel like 
<laughs> I feel like deep down, it's like we have this sense of wanting to connect on a deeper level with people, and we feel like, hey, this is I'm bare, I'm 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 raw, I'm nude. And here we're very puritanical. We are. So we are. Yeah. In, so in the U.S., in the U.S., nudity is strange. Whereas, like, Europe. I grew up in Germany. I saw naked people on TV all the time, even in real life at the public pool, everyone was naked. So it's like not a big deal, but it is here. And that interest in that kind of taboo of nudity and just sexuality in general, that is what drives that force. And everyone just wants more and more. I want to see more. Yeah. And, and yeah, they want to see more and then more and then, then, you gotta if you're that person that's given them more then you're gonna have to keep going those extra ones because now you're branding yourself as to this is how I want you to see me yeah. yeah and if that's how you want people to see you then you better keep taking those clothes off yeah um, but if that's not how you want people to see you then you have to do something that is alluring enough that brings them in I look I, I mean I photograph nudes all the time yeah. but you have to make it worth people's while to come back to yeah. do it there's nothing wrong with it I don't have a problem with it but I there's a sadness that comes with the desperation of the attention that people have so it has, really yeah. has nothing to do with the nudity it has everything to do with where they're at in their lives so they have to just so have thirsty. the say that again they're so thirsty they're thirsty for it yeah. and it's it's like like you already have it mm-hmm. but now you you feel like there it's not enough so you got to keep posting and posting less and less clothing or stuff like that i don't know i mean yeah. so no. speaking of nudity uh, you you said you went to egypt as well no, I've not gone to Egypt. Oh, okay. Well, we were talking about the pyramids, and it just reminded me of this story I read recently. I wanted to get your opinion on it, but this photographer l- climbed the pyramid of Giza and went with the model, and just to take photos of them like performing a sex act up there. Okay. However, I did not see this, it was but interesting. It, yeah, like, like they got naked together, but they didn't. They did all that and didn't even actually have sex. So like the pictures weren't even like authentic and you just like desecrated this monument to go up there for what reason exactly? I don't know to like for clickbait or what, but I don't know. A lot of people were mad about it, but some people were like, eh, you know, it is what it is. What do you think? Um, I'm the, that kind of person just like, mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, right, you know, give me something else to look at. That's a little bit more yeah. boring to look at. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give me some, like, okay. Okay. So you climbed. So you have now, now you got a good story that you went to the Sphinx and you got naked on top of the Sphinx and you got really bad pictures out of yeah. that. And yeah. Okay. Good for you. But if you did it with taste and some style and stuff, okay, maybe I'll applaud you. Yeah. yeah. But like, you're not doing anything different than most people do. Yeah. It's like, you know, going into a church and saying, hey, let's have sex in the confessional booth. Yeah. And it, or, you know, hey, let's do, you know, uh, the mile hike, you know, thing. Up oh, in mile the airplane. Club? Yeah, the yeah. mile high club. Yeah. In a, yeah. in, now people are videoing it as they're doing it. Oh, and it's wow. just like, okay. <laughs> it's still bad lighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like it's part and of... And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be a prude about it. Like, I'll yeah. look no, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, of course. But I'm just like, all right, you know, like, that's kind of cool. It's, it's funny because it's like, it's all human achievement in a way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, how we're just like, oh, this person did that. I, like when when you see Congrats. people climb up buildings yeah. like uh, without any ropes and yes. those those those, um, those giant unfinished buildings, and you're just watching them parkour, and you're just like, how? Like I could never see myself just hanging off with one hand, looking at the underneath that oh, could. Like you, it's 50 like death. stories down. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. it's like I every any and people are call, like there's a whole subreddit called Sweaty Palms because it's just videos of where it's like, oh, this person might die, and you yes. watch it with like the anticipation so of that like, they're going to fall. Exactly, yeah. and it's just like it's weird how like 
like it, it, you said something before this podcast started about how as humans, I feel like the one thing that is really crippling to us is our emotions. Correct. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like drawing from that, I feel like anything we watch or hear or say, it has a way of affecting us in any type of way. Even just the fact that we're having this conversation, like the things we're drawing from it and the things we're talking about will in some way affect us, this, the way we think or the way we, we talk to people. We might tell people about this experience, but it's crazy to think that watching a video of someone potentially falling to their death could cause you to just have a whole full body experience. And I think that that is so fascinating how like we're so attached to that emotion that, you know, it's like it is it is central to us, you know, I think we, we have I think as a society uh, have gotten and particularly in younger people now I see it in like young my goddaughter who's 10 and I see it in like young teenagers everything is about the visualization about the visual process i mean people sit there and they're like watch this and it's like 20 minutes of people getting hurt in skateboard accidents yeah Yeah. and you're just like oh oh and you sit there like oh wait why am i watching this why am i watching this and at the same time you're like i'm so fascinated by it you know it's um it's such uh i guess a guilty pleasure that we have uh, and that we are kind of fascinated with it because it's not us. Yeah, exactly. It's somebody Ooh. else. And we maybe don't want to feel their pain, but that we want to experience the idea of, oh, wow, we could see it. Because everything is so uh, at our fingertips. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's a we live in a fascinating world. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything is at your fingertips, right down to cursing out the president of the United States, <laughs> or crazy, you want to yeah. see, like, you don't even have to pay for porn anymore. You just got to yeah, go nah. online and just like, that's why some of the models just like, hey, fans, I just got a new fan. And I'm yeah. just like, who's paying for you? Like, <laughs> yeah. who's, pa- who's paying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of expendable income. Right it's now. a lot. I mean, you know, and I get it. Everybody's got to make a living. And I have no hold. I don't hold any judgment on that. Yeah. Um, but it's like I, you, everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. If you look for it, it's there. I think it's interesting too because it's like this. Uh, me and Bart had a great conversation before the show started, <laughs> uh, by the way. But we were talking about just in this present moment, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, you have the ability to change your life right now. Yes. Right? Right now you could choose to start looking up what you want to do and like really starting to research it because we talked to this guy chris giovanni and he he told us like before you get into any type of market of what you want to do you should obviously research it who are the yeah. top heads of that market who are the people who are doing it the best and how can you duplicate or come up with a better way of doing it and that's exactly right like if you want to become a photographer go look up people who are doing it on a very large scale and say okay how can i get there yeah. what what is like look at testimonies look at interviews listening to this interview with you it's like People are interested on growing. That's like that is what kind of feeds us. Information and growth is what drives humanity. Like that's what I've come to find. Yeah, look just, how far we've come in a hundred years. Right, from horse and buggy to flying to space. So, <laughs> horse and buggy to flying to space. Like that is insane. Yeah. you know, like that is unheard of in any like like that that concept. Your, your is podcast nuts. is part of that i mean yeah. back then you had to do radio and you could yeah. only do that through a studio now people are doing it at that in in an apartment yeah. on a roller skate <laughs> <laughs> in hollywood in right? hollywood and yeah. you know and but you know it's um 
it, it is what you want it to be. Uh, my favorite quote and I have it in my car and I have it in my house is like, life is not about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't find yourself. You're sitting right here. <laughs> you're here. You're, you're searching for yeah. stuff. Yes. But in order to receive, you've got to create. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like hunters and gatherers. You know, uh, you want the food. You got to go hunt it. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it, it's it's a sink or swim kind of process. But yeah, for me to be the photographer that I am, I did have to, one, have a passion for it. I had to have a love for it. And then I started studying what I consider to be the masters. And masters for me uh, were people that were doing their work. And I mean, you know... Um, Robert Maplethorpe and Herb Ritz, my God, Herb Ritz. But then I started finding, you know, masters of today like David Vance and Michael Stokes and Paul Freeman. And then there's Sue Bryce, Sue Bryce, who really taught me through her, uh, who, through her, uh, through her website, how to be a business person in this world. And then there's Chase Jarvis, who does creative live, who's amazing to listen to. And then you got Gary V. So you start listening to them, you start applying it and you're just like, okay, I could do this. And then you start reading books like Grant, Cardone's 10x and then you've got uh, relentless and you know you got to start applying it's all a mental thing it's all mental and it's about confidence and it's about driving through the fears that we have in order to push it Mm. because there's it's easy to say I can't do this yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's it's easy to say that it's easy to sit on a couch and watch the day go by all day it's much harder to get up off the couch and have to go and apply yourself to do that. Yeah. You know, and a lot, I have received some criticism about some of the models that I work because everybody's a six pack of abs and everybody looks really good. When yeah. are you going to work yeah. with real people? And I'm like, they are real people. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the amount of work that it takes to get a six pack of abs and yeah. look like that? Yeah. That's work. Mm. You know, so, you know, and then there's the criticism of, well, you need to, you know, focus on more on this, this and that. And I'm just like, first off, I don't need to focus on anything that I don't want to do. So your criticism lacks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I'll focus on what I want because that's my preference. Right. Um, And I photograph, I photograph everybody. It's just what, you know, you have to create what it is that you want to create. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take time. Rome was not built in a day. and. I, I say to people all the time, particularly people that want it really fast, and I will ask them, how old are you? And they'll say, I'm, what, 21, you're 21? Yeah. Well, it took 21 years for you to become 21. Mm. It didn't take overnight, okay? Because right. if it did, I'd feel bad for your mom. <laughs> <laughs> because that would have been a big rip for her. And yeah. she would have been, you know, so it, I'm 47. It took 47 years for me to get to 47 yeah. and to have... I could look at the the mountain that I have climbed, and I look back, and I'm just like, "Oh my God!" Wow, you made it. Oh, I'm I'm at, I'm at 47. Yeah. I never thought I'd be here. But God, no. You know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, "Oh, that's old." Now, yeah. you know, and I'm 47. Now I'm just like, "Yeah, I can't wait for the 50s to fucking show <laughs> up." I mean, I'm actually living more now in 47 than I've ever had, that's uh, and that's because I'm more conscious about what's going on in my life and in the world, and and learning that okay, you, I matter the most, yeah. and that if I want something. I have to stop wanting it and I have to go do it in order to achieve that. Because mm. people say, I want, I want, I want. Well, yeah, I want a million dollars. But in order for me to get the million, either A, I need to marry somebody really rich and they leave it to me, or B, I have to go work for it. Yeah. You know, so there's a difference between wants and, you know, working, doing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, when you ask the universe, well, I really want this, it's just stop asking the want because yeah. you're going to just get the want. Right. Start doing it. What do you want? I need to become a photographer so I could put this out there and I could do this. Okay, start learning. Now I'm learning how to do prints. Now I'm learning how to work with ink press. And, you know, it's like you got to do it. Yeah. It's learning. It's working with the tools. Nice.
That's awesome. Um, it's funny that you say Sue Bryce. I actually used to work with her. For really? Oh, yeah. my God. It's oh, my so God. Crazy. I'm, like I'm becoming as, a fanboy right now. Like, as soon as you said her name, I was like, yo, that is so crazy. I worked with them uh, last year for, like, a couple of months just setting up their new studio in El Segundo. Yes, yes. She moved from downtown, and she is really, really intelligent when it comes. She's one of the, like, the reason I I, uh, I love for, por- portrait photography is because she's I've amazing. seen her work. And then when you started doing it, I was like, that is so cool. Like, you do it just as well, in my opinion, oh, honestly. I think it's it's for portrait photography is so beautiful. I done. studied her so 12 bad. week program. Like there was nobody's business yeah. and I sat there and I just took notes and notes and notes and I just started applying it. I'm still learning. Like I'm still on her membership website and you, she just, and she was just no holds barred. And that's what you need. You need yeah. somebody to be like we were talking about before. It's like that saying that says, you know, don't, you know, don't beat around the bush. I'm just, just push people into the bush so that you know what you're talking about. Yeah, just yeah. be honest, open and honest yeah. with them. It doesn't mean be mean. It just means like, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is how I feel. And if you don't like it, I really don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But if you do great, you know, this is what you want. You want to react. Look, I, I, I'm a film teacher and I have a lot of students that want to be, that work hard to be filmmakers. And I tell them this is, I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you because this is a business in which money is going to exchange hands and you have to work your ass off for this. Yes. And this is 15 hour days, sometimes six days a week. Yeah. And then when you're off, you're, you're lucky if you're the director, you're not off. You, that's like three years of your life sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sue Bryce is one of them. Chase Jarvis, you know, so I'm, I'm fortunate to, to find, to have these people have come into my life through uh through the internet through the computer isn't that nuts though like it's just the fingertips right <laughs> yeah it's it's all I, it was funny because yesterday i was like researching a bunch of stuff because i'm moving to a new place in sherman oaks and i was just like looking up like what do i need in a new room and like what can i get and it was just like I'm like searching all this and it like the thought hit me like, man, imagine not having the internet. Like imagine not being able to do these things. I would have to drive to the store yep. and then like imagine not having Uber and Lyft. Imagine living in a society where we didn't have I, all these I, updates. I could attest yeah. to that. I'm 47. I remember <laughs> I remember when we had, you know, the the rotary phone and we had yeah, to yeah. dial it. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. And then there was no cable. So we actually had to get up and change the channel to the TV. Yeah, and I We only had like six too. channels. I'm 30. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> you remember some of this? I remember yeah. some of it. Yeah, I was coming in at the end. It's weird because you can literally remember an analog lifestyle. Yes. And now everything's all digital. Everything is digital. <laughs> the TVs got smaller. The people got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but Very true. Technology yeah. has moved rapidly. Way, yes. way, almost way too fast. Like I, I almost like, especially next year with 5G. I, yeah. I think it's already starting this year. But 5G mm-hmm. is about to take humanity to like a whole nother level. Yeah. I don't think people understand wow. how fast 5G is. Like. Like they've said that the speeds that we have now are nothing like it's going to be a thousand times faster. Like people's home Internet won't be as fast as your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 I'm curious to see what the next 10 years yeah. holds because it's, I mean, my goddaughter is she's born into it. So she doesn't know any other world outside of the 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 tablet and or her dad's cell phone and stuff like that yeah. yeah so i mean i remember a world where god we just if you wanted to do dates you had to call up the phone line yeah. and you'd talk to people they're just like hey you know like what are you doing and yeah. i mean or or um beepers yeah beepers and then you had to go out to a, a telephone and pay a quarter to call the person back <laughs> i think the the earliest memory i have of like 
using technology that isn't like now is when you had a phone that you had to just keep pressing the button to get to the letter that you wanted. Oh my god! And you were like, "All right, I gotta press this five times. Yeah. Why?" And then oh, and then it's like all. Yeah. And then I remember sending out full paragraphs because I was dating someone at the time, and I was just like, "This thing took me like ten minutes to craft." <laughs> and it's just like you'll send it off, and then within seconds, because the other person has like a way more advanced phone, it was like they'll get back to you in a second. You're like, "Give me another ten minutes." <laughs> ten minutes to to, yeah, to, to you type this all to out. T nine, man. Yeah, I mean at the time I was like i was this was like my first phone i ever yeah. got my parents were like you don't need a whole freaking digital I, screen you just need to be able to talk and text so I, was like, okay. I just got the iphone 10 this past before christmas because my yeah. iphone 5 finally died out yeah. and i looked at the iphone 5 thinking it was like the greatest thing and then i got the 10 and i'm like how the hell did i ever, <laughs> how like did advanced. i not want to come to the iphone 10 right no i'm definitely in that circle i You're feel just like, like levitating now like. yeah, yeah oh my god <laughs> now it's like now i'm like just yeah, doing work yeah. on it constantly yeah it's, oh, it's bad it's, it's funny because i i had this conversation with someone where i was saying like we you always have to invest to advance right yes and and sometimes it's just investing in a new phone or a new computer or new equipment but that investment is going to make huge waves because that could easily put you ahead of 30 percent of the other people doing it because they don't yes. have that technology right mm-hmm. so even even when with editing like my brother john franco he just got a new laptop because he was making a music video for our buddy joel that had so many layers on it his computer wouldn't let him export it so he yeah. had to get a new macbook pro with the processing power to do it and it's like the thing was like four grand but it's like he needed to get it so that he could export the video yep. but it's just like that goes to show you how you need advanced technology to create yeah. more obscure and unique things right and not being afraid to invest in yourself because no. yeah it's a big chunk of money but think about how much you're going to generate from that yeah at some point it'll pay for itself mm-hmm. yeah, it, yeah you have to be realistic about it and you yeah. have to really have to have a passion for it like yeah. there are a lot of people that come into this business and they're just like i really did it and you're just like you are not meant for this yeah like you know yeah. you, you what you see is the idea of it and you see the 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 benefits that could possibly come with it but to get right. that requires all that work and you know then you know but if you if you really really truly know in your heart that this is something that yeah. you can see yourself doing then nothing's going to stop you yeah. you know all right yeah you invest in yourself that is the best piece of advice that I was ever given when I was graduating film school and I asked my professor who I'm very still good friends with Mark and I said what do I you know like I was this young kid yeah. and I was just like what do I do now and he was just like honestly Bart just invest in yourself yeah. and because you're the best tool you're the best asset you're the only one that knows what it is that you need mm-hmm. and when you know that you just got to go with it people will offer advice and you take that to heart and you yeah. understand that they're doing that for you mm-hmm. and if it works it works if it doesn't that's fine for you to say no to yeah um, and I just wish that people understood that the the level of grind and sacrifice that it takes to be successful out here and even to just live out here. Honestly, you got to be on top of your stuff because it's tough. And I don't know. I have like a lot of people that I know and they're like, Oh, LA looks cool. I want to move. I want to be an actor. And it's like, yeah, I don't think you really do. Cause it's not like, Starbucks and everyone is a, everyone is an actor that works at Starbucks. <laughs> you know what, what people yeah. don't realize is that in, in a movie you have edits and yeah. you can cut different times in life. We don't do that. Yeah. So there's 24 it's 24 seven. So we're not editing moments out of our lives. So right. yeah, you, uh, when you're at the Starbucks, 
okay, what are you doing at Starbucks? Because then in about three and about an hour from now, what are you doing? Yeah. There's no big editor that's going to come in and say, hey, you're going to go from this scene to this scene. And then now you're in love and here's the ending. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, at the end of your life, credits don't roll, you know, or at the end of the day, you, you know, it's, 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 it is grinding. Yeah. It yeah. is hustle. You got to wake up and you got to hustle it and you got to grind it. I yeah. mean, we woke up and hustled this morning. This was like the <laughs> earliest show we've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. We, we started at like 10, 30, well, Bart got here like yeah. 9 45 in the morning, but it was awesome. Cause yeah. I woke up and I was just energized. I was like, let's go do this. Like, I'm so excited to talk to this guy. And honestly, it's been an, a, a huge honor and pleasure to have you oh, on the show. I'm really um, honored to be here. Yeah, Thank you. This amazing. has been, this is so good so far. Are no, we I, ending it? Or are we still going? <laughs> I, I, I think I, I don't well, know what what you, what time you I have mean, to leave or what is yeah no, good so we, far you can keep this uh, we're chilling well we're chilling. I, I but it, we usually around this time we ask if you have any any sort of tips or encouragements or words you want to say or even just you know shout outs shameless plugs <laughs> yeah anything. there's too many shout outs that I would have to do but I would say to anybody listen to this whatever it is that you're doing yeah, just be um, you got to be you have to be honest with yourself as to what it is that you truly not just want but see yourself doing yeah uh and you have to focus on that Uh, too many people have a lot of great ideas and that's fine but at the end of the day you got to kind of squeeze it in into one direction and go that when you drive a car you're not you can't drive it into five different directions at the same time you're on one road and you go and maybe you get off an exit and so forth so you got to kind of take that odyssey that journey and you got to understand that there's a direction that you have to go into so know what direction that you're going in and do the research to go into it and acquire some tools to get you there and once you get to one destination then you got another and you got another and you got another to keep going Mm. until it's over um and to me it's over when you know you're going to put me six feet under or you're going to just you know burn my body or whatever it is it's over when it's over but it's not over so therefore i have to keep going so i've got enough energy in me to keep doing it i mean next year i'm doing the the spartan race and you know so i'm prepping and i've I've got a year to get this ready so on top of everything else I'm getting my body physically in shape for that. Yeah. You know, and at 47, most people are just like, I'm slowing down. I'm like, I'm, I don't have that time to slow down. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, you guys can't see him, but he looks pretty good, pretty <laughs> solid. I would have never guessed 47. Yeah, I would have never have guessed 47, oh, that, bro. You look very <laughs> yeah, young. I would like, have said, like, at the most 37. Oh, yeah, seriously, exactly. I'm yeah. not even great. I'll be handing you out like, a $100 bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, like, like, it, it's good to stay active. Like, yeah. even just... Uh, I was going to say, I'm also doing the Spartan race just as a joke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's the realest thing, man. Like your health, your body, at the end of the day, you can do millions of work. You can do millions of things, but if you don't take the time to focus on the body's health, yeah. your spiritual health, your mental health, like those three aspects, your emotional health, like yeah. those four things could just <laughs> take hours to try to figure out. But that's the part of life that is the journey, right? You're trying to figure out what are my beliefs? What are my ethics? What is my worldview? And, you and know, you know what? Even at, and I'll be honest with you at 47 because you guys are much younger than me. Yeah. At 47, I'm still learning. I'm you know there's never a day that I don't learn. And it, I mean I literally changed my life three years ago when I moved out here. So I was only 47 three years. I was 44 when I moved out, where I should have been settled. Like I don't know if I should have been settled, but the ideal was that I should be settled and have a house and yeah. I should have a husband with me and a house and we should have like you know two dogs. Yeah. That didn't work out. Mm. Um, so you don't know where your life is going to go and what what you do today 
uh, is going to affect your tomorrow. So the choices you make today affect your tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you are making choices, make smart choices. So this way tomorrow, those smart choices makes a beneficial future for you. Mm. So that's why I say just be real with who you are. You know, look, you look in the mirror, you know you're not lying because yeah. you could see yourself. You can may lie to other people, but when you look in the mirror, the reality, the truth is right there in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Um, and ask for help or if people are helping, Take their help, you know, as long as you feel that you can trust them in that way. Right. So, I mean, so the, the, I guess the suggestions that I give is like, just be real with what you want. Be truthful, what it is. Don't play with people's emotions and, you know, understand that, yeah, it's you. It's all about you uh, going into this. That doesn't mean you have to be a narcissist and not support other people. It just means that you have to figure out what it is that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, because what you're doing at 21, I promise you, you're probably not going to be doing it at 31. And what you're doing at 31, you're probably not going to be doing at 41. And at 41, 51, 61, 71, God willing, 81, all the way to 101. Yeah. You know, you probably, you're, you're, you're going to be changing. You are evolving and you're never going to stay the same. And if you do, you're stagnant like water and then the mosquitoes come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so just know that things are going to shift. And then when you meet a core group of people that you work with become family hold on to those people and those become your pillars of strength for you when you are like me almost pretty homeless last year uh where you go through periods where you're just like i don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah you know you do you question it and you're not perfect nobody's perfect and you shouldn't want to be perfect what you should be doing is working towards being whole h w h o l e um, you know, you, you, when people say, you know, what's that, what's that saying from Jerry Maguire? You complete me. Oh yeah. God, no, 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 no. <laughs> you should always have room to keep growing. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, my, one of my favorite things is looking at, um, an egg corn and then you plant it and that thing turns into a solid oak tree yeah that little acorn grows into an oak tree because somebody has nurtured it nature has nurtured it and fed it and gave it its nutrients and it's grown into this beautiful big solid tree that's what you are and your friends and your family who support you they're not the branches they're the roots yeah because that's your support system Mm. you're the tree itself but you know they're those elements of those those extensions of the support system there you know and you gotta you gotta learn to work with people that are there and talk to people and we're, we get all so busy in our lives. Oh, we'll do lunch or we'll do dinner. And then nobody ever does that. And I get really frustrated when I don't hear from certain people sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I do because it's just like, hey, you can't be that busy to say like, hello. Right, right. And my hello doesn't mean like I need something from you. It's just, hey, what are you up to? Yeah. And it could be just a simple text. Talk to you later. Hey, yeah. I'm busy. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. You know, when you got those pillars of strength, you hold on to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have them. Well, it's, it's, it's very interesting that you say that because I always think back of it really did take a long time to try to get Bart on the show. <laughs> we, we really did try to like keep communicating, but we always went back to it. And yeah. that's that's what I, I knew. I was like, no, this guy's going to be on the show. I don't know when or I don't know how or like when it's going to work out. But yeah. it, it is. I, I knew it because I, I knew when we met. I was like, this guy's got knowledge that people need to hear, you know, and oh, it's and it, and it shows. And, and clearly um people are going to be very excited to check out your work we'll put it on on our instagram as well but it is that 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 level of like being honest with yourself is exactly i feel like what it takes to to get to where you want to be a hundred percent because 
if you can't establish what you even want to do, like, that's why when I was in college and people were like, I'm undecided. I'm like, what? Like, I understand that. I understand not knowing yet, but at some point, at some point, you have to just sit down with yourself and say, what do I like? Where do I see myself going in this world? Where do I want to have impact? If you don't figure that out, sooner rather than later life gets hard because as soon as you leave college and you still don't know trust me people are not going to be around to just be like hey man here's uh here's where exactly where you need to go this is who exactly you need to talk to it's like that doesn't doesn't make sense to pay money to be undecided anyway and i'm I'm like i mean on a personal note on my own personal note you know um being truthful also meant my own sexual identity because i i'm gay and you know i grew up in an italian catholic household and i'm a kid from 1972 into the 80s when the yeah. AIDS crisis hit and you, I'm going through these sexual awakenings that terrified me because I'm like I wasn't accepted and I didn't know why I wasn't feeling the things that I was feeling towards men when I should have been feeling towards women when everybody else was and it yeah. really confused me yeah. and it really brought me to very dark places and then you know you slowly start to venture out and you're just like, oh, no, no, And you kind of come back into a closet and then you kind of slowly come out into the light again. And, and then something scares you, you go back into the closet and you lie. You yeah. lie to keep a facade. You wear a mask, this visage over your face. And I did. I wore it for so long because I was so petrified of who I was. Right. Once I finally understood. And who, what was I afraid of? I was actually afraid of what everybody else thought of me. Mm-hmm. And then I was afraid of what everybody else thought of me and what society was going to do to me and that. Um, I was going to have a very tough life and I wasn't going to be able to find anybody because I, I, I was very insecure. Once it became clear and that storm passed and I came out of that closet and I accepted myself as this just happens to be a part of me, it doesn't totally identify me. Yeah. You know, I just happen to be born this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not trying to be Lady Gaga here. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like anything else in life that nature has. Yeah. There is, it's, the perf- the imperfections are perfect to nature to god yeah. you know um and that's a whole other discussion no, but no, no, no. i understood myself more and once i understood and i embraced it oh god did it become so much easier to be bart yeah, yeah. and it became so much easier to be me and and then i just started living a lot more uh and i mean i started taking more risks and i started doing more work and i started feeling comfortable with myself and then the weight loss came and then my then i started reading more and then i started going out more and then i had more friends and then i'm like i'm living a truthful life of who i am and i feel and that's why when i'm when i have friends i'm very giving to them sometimes i overdo it i know i scare them sometimes (laughs) but i you know i want people to feel comfortable with who they are you should never feel uncomfortable but that is something that people have to go through and i had to go through that myself so if i could help other people go and come out and feel comfortable i'm I'm all willing to do that so then when i say you know you got to be real about who you are it really is about being real about who you are and that for some people is very scary. There are people that don't even want to sit with themselves in a room for five minutes because they yep. had talks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, but I, if go you can do it and I'll let you answer in a second, if you can do that for five minutes, you can do it for 10, you can do it for 20 Yeah. and you need that for yourself because you have to understand who you are both 
mentally, emotionally, and physically. The the mind, the body, and the heart, the soul, the energy, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, whatever deity that you believe in or whatnot. Um, But you have to be comfortable with who you are. Once I I became comfortable, I realized, oh, I am made this way. I'm designed this way. Right. And that is beauty in itself. People have a problem. People's opinions and what they believe is fact and stuff like that. And it's just like, that's your business. Like, you know, my parents didn't accept it and it was very difficult. And it was, I mean, I lived in my car for two weeks. Uh, I would take showers at people's houses and not tell them anything. You know, it was not an easy process coming out. Uh, Would I do it again? Um, I would do, I would do it. uh, Nothing differently. Nothing differently. Uh, It's made me a more sufficient, self-reliant, caring individual. Yeah who happens to just be gay, who happens also to be Italian, who happens to be a man, who happens to have hazel eyes, who happens to be 47 at the moment. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And either you understand it, want to understand it, or you're going to kind of damage it. Yeah. You look to hurt it. It's like Jews in the Holocaust or slavery. Like, two of the most biggest disgusting points in history. How do you do that to people? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Greed. Uh, yeah, mm. greed, money, power, Hatred. the the strive for more when it honestly the strive for more when it means bringing other people down like, oh, hey, I'm going to step all over you so that I can go up. That's just that's not the right way to do it by far. It's it's always the worst route because you never you you most likely end up getting pushed back down to the bottom. You'll um, always you will for as you will always fall. Yeah. Nobody ever stays up on top. And when you are up on there on the top, I don't know what drugs you're taking. <laughs> Shit. <Yeah. laughs> but um, I, to, to touch on what you were saying before about, it's, it's so strange to me how I've met people here, even in the city, even people in my acting class who have said that, um, and I had really good friends like this, that they couldn't, they can't sit by themselves because mm-hmm. their thoughts take them places that are very dark. Yeah, they're the demons. And I'm just like, but... Like, you can change that, you know? It's like you are able to fight that off in that moment, you know? In that moment when it comes, that's what I was telling one of my buddies recently because I know a lot about uh, spiritual spirituality and a lot of, about how to combat stuff like that, right? Because I've just studied it and I've experienced it myself. And it's in that moment when it grabs your attention right then and there it is brought forth to the front of the consciousness Mm -hmm. at that moment you're supposed to say no you will not have hold over me Mm -hmm. right because then at that moment you're basically saying hey i'm thinking about you right now and right now i'm telling you that what you are or what it is that you your essence your being or this demon you don't have hold over me i i know for a fact that that i'm free from you i don't have any attachment from who you are and that even just saying that and i rely heavily on on the holy spirit and god and jesus um, but that's just my own personal belief right so I, I i take that into account and i say you know i rebuke that in the name of jesus or whatever but that gives me a sense of wholeness right yes. a sense of peace a sense of understanding of like that thing no longer has um, uh, a hold over my life, right? And and saying that to someone sometimes doesn't click or doesn't register doesn't. that it's that easy, yeah. and they stay stuck because even as you're telling them, like we were saying earlier, that person can still be thinking in their head, "Well, what if it's they're wrong? What if yeah, that no, thing yeah, doesn't yeah. go away?" There's always that essence of doubt that tries to creep in there. But right? I also to to play on that point, I think a lot of people are just afraid to sit by themselves because they the way that they see themselves is not react the the it's not reality it's mm-hmm. not who they truly are and when you're your self your subconscious and your mind will just literally constantly beat it 
out of you and into you rather that this is who you really are. And when when you sit and you accept that, like you said, you had to accept yourself for who you really were. Once people can do that, then I feel like you're in a better place to to decide what is the right next step for you going forward, because you can't live one life and be like, "Uh, but this is like what I believe. And this is why I tell everyone. I tell everyone this so much that now I believe it. That's Mm. that's the issue is you can't lie to yourself. You just got to keep it real. No, you can't. You, when you look in the mirror, it's, you, you know the truth. Yeah. You can see right into your eyes. Yeah. You I could know. see all the truth when you look at yourself in a mirror. The mirror is the best reflection to your soul, to yourself, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. You know, uh, no, you can't. It's the, those demons, those voices, that being with yourself. And we all, we all have them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have them myself. It's those sense of doubt and things like that. And you're just yeah. like, yeah, but you're 47. You've accomplished blah, blah, blah. It's like, but we all have that you know because i'm getting older and Mm -hmm. as a younger person you're like well i want to achieve this what if i don't achieve that as an older person like i'm getting older Mm. you know people like you know well 47 you're young i'm just like no i understand that but i'm not 30 anymore and i'm not 20 and i'm i've got 47 so i'm embracing it and i'm making it work for me so yeah you know so you 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 have to quiet them things down i um say thank you so when i start hearing things i'm like okay thank you Thank you. I'm appreciative of what's going on because I know that this is not forever and that the people that are in my life are there for reasons and those reasons are to help support. And, um, the things that I have done is because I have chosen to do all of this and where I'm at is because I put myself here. So I have to be grateful for all of that and everything that is happening. Either I want to cry about it or I have to learn from it. And if I learn from it, oh, okay, then this is how it's going to go. If I want to cry for it, and we do, we all cry. You allow yourself to have those emotional moments. Yeah. You know, you have to allow yourself because if you, if not, that's where we have heart attacks and stress and mm-hmm. strokes and stuff like that because we internalize all of that. And you have to be just kind of just let it out. Um, and, you know, and whether you journal it or you are, you go to the gym and you hit the weights or you're putting it in creative use or you're talking about it on a show and you're helping other people with it, you've got to, you've got to do it. I can't imagine what must go through the head of somebody right before they take their life. Mm. You know, that that's a very powerful statement that you are making about yourself and how you feel about yourself. Mm. And it's very tragic. However, that being said, um, that is a choice that they have made. And that is something that I don't, I think we can help them through the process if we choose to unsee it, but sometimes people mask it really well. But if somebody comes and admits to certain things and we have to take that responsibility to to help as much as we can. So me kind of being on the show, discussing my own sense of self is because I know there are people out there that are struggling with themselves. And it's like, I could tell you right now, it will be fine. It will be fine. How is it going to be fine? Because you yourself have that power to make it better for yourself by just accepting who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to go to work still. Still got to do the bills and still got to, yeah. like, that's just a part of the process. Yeah. So, yeah. on top of being this, they got this and you got this and you got this. It's life. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have to deal with it. And whether you choose to or not, that sun is going to go in and that sun's going to go out. And that day is going to move forward and the trees are going to blossom and they're going to die out. And then, there's going to be another year of Academy Awards yeah. and there's going to be another complaint and somebody else is going to be the president. What yeah. are you choosing to do in the time that you have? Yeah. Do you want to sit on the couch and just waste it away? 
that's up to you. I hold no grudge on that. But I know for me, there's not enough time. There is not enough time. Mm. Honestly, there really isn't. Because if I'm 47 now, yeah, holy shit. In 47 more years, I'm supposed to be 96. Yeah. If, so I'm already past the mid-age wow. in that way. 94. Yeah. 94. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you. He did say he was bad at math. No, I am so bad at math. No, <laughs> but no, but you're, you're 100% accurate, man. It's like you're looking at it from how much time do I have left, which is – and I'm not saying it like that. No, I'm no, saying no. It, I, I, look, on my hands, there are rings, and you can't yeah. see these rings. One of the rings that I wear is the Grim Reaper. And a friend of mine said, why do you wear such a morbid ring? I said, it's not morbid. It is a reminder that death is here constantly. So I don't have a fear of death and I don't have a dislike for death. I actually have a love for it because it just reminds me, you're here, live. Yeah. Appreciate the values of life. So the Grim Reaper doesn't represent death for me. It just represents an idea that we're, I'm here. Yeah. It's like an awareness. I think people should be more aware of. You could die any moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, stop being sorry for yourself and just go have fun, live life. Yeah. Do can't. things that make you happy. That, and if it doesn't make you happy, at least do it something that you enjoy. Or you, you know? yeah, I, I agree. You got to yeah. do something. You do. I say do something every day that scares you. Mm. One thing, something every day that scares you. Mm. I mean, I've done, I've done some crazy stuff. I've never <laughs> done drugs and I'm not, I don't yeah. barely drink. Uh, I've yeah. never done drugs and I barely drink, like I said. But I've done some stuff artistically. I've done some stuff as a, as a filmmaker. I've done some stuff as a photographer, as being a godfather, as being a son. That Things that I've done I never thought I would ever do. Yeah. I never thought in a million years I'd make two feature films. Yeah. Oh my God. No way. <laughs> never thought. Never thought. Yeah. You know. And that's the thing about it is like they're completed. They're, they've completely, you know, you made it. That's yeah, your work, like that's, right? That's one of the things I love about film. They're, yeah. yeah, they're there. They're out on like people text me or they'll send me stuff. Hey, look what I'm watching on RedTube right now. It yeah. tells a Poe. And, yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it you create that life. I never thought I'd be doing photo- I never thought my uh, photography business when I moved out here was going to be what it is right now. Wow. Yeah. I never thought I'd get a phone call from some guy in Australia like, uh, you know, I want you to do my photos. Wow. And then I'd paint him in body paint out in the desert with chains. And then that <laughs> fucking thing sold for like, I think $2,000. Wow. wow. And I'm like, I didn't see a dime, but you know, the yeah. thing is in somebody's house living. Yeah. yeah. But you can say that your work is, is selling, you know, and, and that, that means something. Cause at least that motivates you to know that, Hey, I'm doing it I'm right. I'm doing something yeah. right. Yeah. I guess yeah. right. Doing something right. Exactly. And on top of that, that work is going to appreciate in value. Yeah. Yes. Keyword being appreciate. Like yeah. pe- we as a society appreciate art and you contributed to that. And because of that fact, your work is going to live forever and only become more valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. And Hey, that's only the start. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on it's, that. It's only the beginning it's, for Bart right now. <laughs> this is only the beginning. He's like at 47. This yeah. is the start. No, no it's, it's, <laughs> it is a great beginning. It's a great yeah. be- every day. Look, every day you wake up, it's a beginning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, facts. Ooh, facts. That's a, that's a fact yeah. right there. No, that's, I, um, that's good. Be- before we, we let you go here, yeah, no um, I just want to say I've seen your work. I've followed your career ever since I met you. And there has been a lot of growth. There mm-hmm. has been a lot of change in style. But I feel like you kind of found your style more than anything. And you really focused on, hey, I, I want to capture people more than anything. Right. The human being in a different way and in a stylized way. And I think you're doing a great job of that, man. I, I honestly like 
<laughs> you're what you're it's funny because i wanted you to get i wanted you to come on the show because i was just like instantly i connected with you when we first met with yep. christine and i was like man this guy is so uh, uh, like he's a uh, not above it but like ahead of its of his time but it, you're, you're you're actually right where you're supposed to be i guess when Thank i you. first met you i was like this guy is just he's so knowledgeable you know when you meet someone so knowledgeable and you're just like fascinated almost yeah it was kind of like that and i was like i want other people to hear his story i want other people to know who he is because you have value to who you are and you you, you you bring that value to other people when you say hey let me photograph you so thank you so much for coming yes, on the show yes. um before thank you for yeah, i wanted to thank yeah. you as well because that for your story sharing everything and you know just your your vibe it's it's very calming and right I, i'm glad to have met you today yeah. as well oh thank you i oh. i had a this was like a great conversation just to like kind of sit and chill and just talk yeah. and uh i felt very like. comfortable <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what we try to do um i it's funny because even as i was thinking about it while we were talking this show i feel like is created more for like adults like definitely way more for adults like conscious adults who are really like thinking about their life and really trying to find themselves like you're saying because like i feel like so many people try to market to kids but to kids yeah, it's like you, kids you don't know enough about life yeah to you enjoy don't this you don't know enough about <laughs> life like yeah. if, if a, if a yeah, kid listened right. to this he'd be like what, what? are you talking about what's and that old guy doing on the show <laughs> yeah he's like what he's 47 yeah, and he's yeah. he's just now like it's like when no are they gonna talk about fortnite yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, what are they going to talk about? It's like, and, and sure, we. we How come he didn't talk about Games of Thrones or something? Yeah. Hey, look, I've seen End Games like three times already. I'm going to see Godzilla tonight. Okay, so oh, that's uh, really, I'm yeah. looking forward to goes. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be awesome. But before we let you go, mm-hmm. is uh, you want to leave them with some final words as well as where they can find you on Instagram and any yep. type of uh, social media or website yep. um, or how they can get in contact. Yeah, if you're looking for, uh, probably my Instagram is the best way to look at my work and that's Bart Mastronardi Photography. Um, then there's my uh, Facebook page, which is Bart Mastronardi, which also leads into the photography. There's the website, bartmastronardiphotography.com. Um, and, you know, if you want to ask questions and you want to kind of, you just you acknowledge or want to work with me or something like that, please. I'm always, I love when people come and direct message me and talk to me and leave yeah. comments and stuff. It, you know, it makes me happy. Like, okay, somebody's paying attention. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I had to leave like one pat, one last piece of advice, it's like just, you know, get out of your own way you know yeah. let yourself be who you have to be and just go with the flow and work hard at that and you know it's a I, I promise that it will take care of itself but you have to do the work you have to do the work okay and so you got to get out of your own way and you got to let the ego kind of be deflated i know that's very difficult for people yeah but it's just like take the pin and pop it if not i'd be more than happy to pop it for you because i have no problem <laughs> telling you what to do with it but get out of your way and let yourself just be truthful and know that you have work that's got to get done in the course of a day, a week, a month and get a calendar, plan it out, yeah. you know, and don't bullshit like enough with the bullshit. There's so many bullshitters in this town. It's like disgusting, yeah. you know, and like just get real and do what you got to do. And the fact that you got me on the show is a real thing. Yeah, it happened. And, you know, I'm very honored to be here. And thank you very much because it's been quite an honor and a joy to kind of just sit here and talk about this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I didn't know what to expect. So. <laughs> and quick hey. spelling bee. How do you spell your last name for the listeners? Sure, sure. Uh, last name is spelled M-A-S-T-R-O-N-A-R-D-I. Mastronardi. It is Italiano. There Perfect. It is. Bart Mastronardi yeah. on the show, episode 20. Yeah. Thank you episode guys so much 20, for guys. listening. And guys, for the listeners out there, 
we 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 had an awesome conversation with Bart. But if you guys want to speak with us as well, feel free to hit us hit our inbox. Let's clear the haze at gmail.com. Um, clear the haze if on you Instagram. Just want to you know say what's up to us or say hey I want I got some issues. Let's just talk. We're more than happy to. So yeah. hit us up. Find <laughs> us find us on Instagram on Twitter everywhere. If you're a listener of the show and you want to come on the show, come on. Come if you on. live in LA, we're always we're always looking for guests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Once again, thank you, Bart. Thank, thank you guys you. so much for listening. Yes. This was season three, episode 20. 20, 20 nice. is a big one. Very so good. we got you guys a really awesome guest for it. And so we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace out. Thank you.